Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. My name is Stu Whiffin. Joining me as ever, Christopher, Willie Yum Yum Glasson. How are you? I'm great. I'm absolutely bloody brilliant, mate. Um, having, a good chat, having a good <laughs> chat. <laughs> that is so rude. Well, you've been slagging it off before we press record that like it does look like you brushed it with a toffee apple today. I walked in, I walked in the bedroom with my girlfriend a minute ago and she was just so disappointed in me. What what was, what like, was it for? Oh, your what? Hair. oh the hair. Yeah. Right. No, not just that. Um, yeah, she yeah. was like, oh, your hair. And I just thought, you know, when you feel oh, it, you yeah. know you feel the disappointment. Yeah, that's what the worst. With what my are you trying hair. to do with it? Nothing. No, like give up on self, give oh. up on absolute giving up on my um self. She's Maybe a lucky internally lady. And, <laughs> internally and externally. <laughs> I've just let it all go, Amy. I look at I just look a gelatinous mess at the moment. I've got a big gut. Pasty, bad hair, um, just Breath. a real, real catch. It can only yeah. get better. Exactly. I think. I, do you know what I like doing? I like like letting it all go a bit, and then going and sprucing it all up, like getting a fresh haircut, fresh beard trim, get fit, and I feel like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I feel like a, new, yeah. a rebirth of me. I, I, I generally like doing that. So um, that's not a superpower. <laughs> <clears throat> What's your superpower? You've bought some beard straighteners. He's got hair straighteners for his beard, Amy, because he's growing it out. Are you being serious? No, yeah. I mean, yeah. Are you actually being serious? Yeah. <laughs> I arrived yesterday. I was so excited. It's like a heated brush. And like, what it means is, like, my beard will look generally quite tidy, whereas his just looks like a fucking... Looks like no, no, like when you see them characters in cartoons when there's an explosion and they come out and their face is black <laughs> and they've got like a, an exploded cigar in their mouth. That's what Chrissy's beard looks like. Um, one you, Molly's mates again. Do they crimp? No, they don't oh, crimp. crimp you literally oh. just brush it down and it's heated and so it straightens the, the curly beard hairs. So you get a nice, softer, straight beard. Oh, what's we're not, we're not sponsored by this, by the way. I haven't done my pubes yet, if that's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? If you start straightening all your pubes with your plonker just hanging like through the middle, like a little nose on a hippie. That would look yeah, great. Exactly. You look like Neil from The Young Ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a really small nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've not cited this podcast properly. 
Hello, if it's your first time uh, listening to Hardcore Listing, we go over a top five. Sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's a listener suggested uh, top five. Sometimes it's the guest's own idea. That voice you've been hearing is the wonderful Amy Allman, friend of the podcast, friend in general in life. We rolled deep previously. She's got her own podcast now on the network. I'm sure you've listened to it called Mum and Mama. Amy, hello and welcome. Hello. It's nice to see you. Even it's if really it's only nice like to camera. see you. I saw you a couple of days ago. It's not so nice for me. It's <laughs> what, like... what? Why? We did a podcast the other day. Ah, uh, okay. So you're still on guess. camera. Okay, you're going <laughs> desperate. Yeah. Was he banging on about Ukraine again? Oh, fucking hell. Right, listen. Three hours. Right? This, this is it, right? <laughs> it wasn't three hours, you prick. <laughs> it was like... No, it wasn't. I'll tell you exactly what happened, right? Uh, what, did I did I phone you up for something else? I can't think what happened. But then you went, "Oh, can you come on the podcast uh, and, and talk about your um, your uh, being refugees?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." And I thought, "Oh, that's nice of Amy to do that." And she was like, "Can you do it tomorrow?" Because uh, uh, I haven't got any books <laughs> in, and, and I need an episode for next week. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Obviously, I wanted to talk about myself, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah straight away." Your self-esteem <laughs> didn't get in the way at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, um, one of the things that makes this podcast so possible is the fact that um, we have lovely patrons, um, and you can become one of those and help support the podcast and get an extra episode each week and get loads of video episodes and such and access to probably 300 uh, shows that we've previously recorded and only ever released on Patreon and access to the Drunk Cast videos. So you can see us. Um, Brett Goldstein, Ramesh Ranganathan, all talking drunken nonsense with Pippi Kins. Yeah, Absolutely. People, yeah. uh, and it won't cost you a lot, less less than a, well, in this day and age, maybe it'll probably cost you about the price of a pint now, uh, a month. Um, it costs you about a litre of petrol. <laughs> I was um, going to say, it'll get you up the road. <laughs> yeah. And go to www.patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Go and explore it. There's a video over there, me and Chris in the hot tub. Just click the link and then uh, it'll all be explained to you there. And the other thing that um, fires up and propels this podcast along are our three lovely sponsors. So let's get a quick word from them. Okay, first up, we have a brand new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says, we're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with Rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about 3 20 a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes, all the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film, photography and production work. Absolutely. Handsome Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for bloody ages. Yeah, and we can tell you two things about them. Number one, their stuff is excellent. They work for massive global brands, charities and companies of all shapes and sizes. 
the content they create does really, really deliver. We've done shoots with Luke. Uh, yep. Loads of the people, our partners over at the network, and our mates have done shoots with Luke. Always banging, and they're always getting results. Yes, yes. And number two, they're just bloody nice to work with. The team at Bang Boom always give it their all. The business ethics are sound, and they're a bunch of warm, proper, decent people. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, check out bangboomcreative.com, sponsors of Hardcore Listing. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Wrenchy Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for Sama. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. There you have it. There are our wonderful sponsors. Thank you very much. Uh, me fracturing my collarbone has meant that the uh, martial arts training we were going to undergo with Summer Academies had to be put on hold. I will do anything mm. to get out of getting beaten up by our sponsor. Um, yeah, I guess let's move on. So let's crack in. Let's dive in. Let's dive into Amy's top five. Your top five today, Amy, is, um, is something obviously close to my heart. Um, it's one that... Um, I didn't need to prepare for, which is really convenient. This is the first time in my life I've actually done research because I thought I'm going to be going on talking about something and I don't really know, like, historically too much about it. Oh, so you're going uh, going to come out with some historical shit, are you? I mean, I know the history of Basin, like, the back of my hand. I know know who who set out the original plans for the town and what year that was and stuff like that. Strap in for some guesswork. Why did you pick this as a top? So what is your top five, Amy? My top five is the top five things about Basildon. Why? Um, do you know is what? There I really five? can't remember now. Is there five? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I've had to do the research because I found one. <clears throat> um, I can't remember why I thought of it. I really can't remember why I thought of it. But I suppose it's never been done. I did think earlier, yeah. I've forgotten. My memory yeah. is so fucking bad. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe it's because obviously you are from there. Yeah, yeah, famously. I'm, I'm not. You're not. I wouldn't have Where, you. What school did you go to, Chris? Uh, well, so I went to a junior school called Lee Chapel South, which has still got a, a superb reputation. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then and then I went to Cooper's in Upminster. So where is that? Cooper's is in Upminster, so I was supposed to go to Woodlands, but my mum and dad were like, "Oh, look, he's too, he's easily, he's easily I led." You went to St Thomas More. No, that's where Pip Pip went with uh, Mark. But I thought Herber. that's where you met him. No, no, we so we met at Palmer's College. Oh, okay. so we met in the corridor. I always remember we met in the corridor of Palmer's College. Mark Mark was mates with him and found out that he'd somehow got hold of some prodigy tickets for um, when they did Battersea Power Station. 
or is Brixton, one or the other. And uh, I think it was supposed to be some like all-nighter type thing. And uh, he was like, let's go and speak to my mate, uh, Dave. We went and spoke to him, bumped into him in the corridor. I don't know what I was doing, but Dave took one look at me and looked to Mark and went, is he actually mental? <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing Dave actually said to me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then that's how we met. It was, yeah. You went to a clever boys' school, though, didn't you? I did. I went to Cooper's. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a sports, a sports slash. It was boys. a clever boys' school. You had to do the eleven plus. Yeah, but you didn't have to pass it. You'd have to pass it to get into St Tommy Moore, where um, mm. when Pip and Mark got. I had I, to I do got... the eleven yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Where did to you go? go, to go convent. Graves Convent. Oh, you went to Grace. But wow. because I was in Basildon, I think I had to do the test to get in there because it wasn't like my local school. No, 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 no. How was that? Because I, I, we, I, I had loads of Grace Convent. Girlfriend. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I didn't feel it wasn't weird not having boys because obviously mm. I didn't really know any different. But when I went to college, mm. I found it really hard being in the classroom with boys. Because you was... just you're getting a bit thirsty was you looking at all of them or <laughs> I just I was very self-conscious. Right. Yeah, Very but much. I had boys outside of school, so like friends yeah yeah <laughs> so I don't know why it was so weird but yeah I but no I had a good time at the convent yeah well, all the girl, all the convent girls I met were all one really wonderful really really cool girls like um and not all just out oh, you know convent people always like to play on stereotypes it wasn't like that it was a big mix of but they were they all had kind of similar stories Amy they didn't like none of them were like our oh, convent was, was shit they were all yeah. nice balanced human beings really so yeah, yeah we had cool. a laugh it wasn't really pressured like I think it's very different now with schools isn't it like if you go to a good school the pressure's immense mm. on how well you've got to perform yeah it was pretty it was all pretty right chill yeah I um teachers I took my girls out having a rough time at school probably seven years ago uh and I was going to move them to convent and uh and we went to an open day or I just went there and said look we'd like to move our children here uh and I couldn't believe it. It was like how polite the kids were, how kids were walking quietly in corridors and just sort of saying and, and looked happy. And I was like, wow, this is not the school <laughs> I went to in Grays. Like uh and and obviously I you know would would go to the school that my kids were at and it was it was the same school that I went to, it was fucking carnage. And and it was re- it was really nice. I don't think there's nuns there anymore, but there, what there were probably many was... when I was there. To yeah. be honest, the head teacher was a nun, and I think we might have had one or two others. But they've got rid of the convent, haven't they? Someone was telling me. What the school? Have they? No. There was a convent next to the school. I thought that had all been got oh, rid of. Now. Oh, no, I thought that was upstairs. Like they took they took us somewhere when we, when we got a tour of this this school, uh, and and it was like. It was a bit more church-like at the top, and I was like, "Oh, this is a bit weird." And yeah, I'm, I'm not in all that kind of stuff. And and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, how full on is it going to be on the religious tip? And uh, and I think it was present there, yeah. but I don't think it was too too full on. And uh, was it full on God Squad when you were there? Not that I remember. Oh. Well, I, had, I did a podcast with one of a, a friend of mine who went to the convent. And she was saying that we went to mass every day, but I'd have no memory of that at all. I think mm. we just went had like a mass when it was like special occasions. Mm. We had if an the, assembly every morning. If the yeah, brainwashing works, like if the brainwashing yeah. works, you won't remember it, basically. 
So... Well, I don't. I used to have to go to church every Sunday because my parents were Catholic. But when I got to about fourteen, I was hanging around um, Summercoats Estate in Landon. Hey. <laughs> Having lots of fun, and I used to stay at my friend's house because her parents used to go away every weekend. Mm. My mum, dad. I don't think they knew that they went away every weekend, but we used to get up to no good. But I still used to. I get love up the on fact this is like a Catholic girl's version of Top Boy. Yeah, she used to <laughs> hang around the uh, summer coats. And stuff. <laughs> it was there's quite a lot of similarities actually. But um, I used to get up on a Sunday and go to church because I was so worried that my dad would quiz me about what the <sighs> priest was talking about in his sermon that day. So I did that for a little while, and then I I didn't believe in God. So I had the conversation with my parents that I don't, yeah. you know, I just don't believe in it. And I think I argued so well that they were like, all right, well, fair enough. And then my sister is married to a Greek Cypriot guy and his family are Greek Orthodox. So when they had their first daughter, she got christened. And it was such a traumatic experience for the family because Angelica was a baby and she was really crying. But my sister couldn't touch her because the mother's not allowed to be involved or something. It's very weird. Mm. But since that experience, my parents actually stopped going to church. Oh, really? Yes, because it was just horrible. Like, mm. the baby was really crying because she, she wanted her mum, but the mum wasn't allowed to. It's just part of the service. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Because yeah, 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 yeah. women are evil, I suppose, aren't they? So they're not mm. allowed to uh, be involved. But, yeah. I think they're... It's less that they're evil, but if you... Too much contact with a, with a woman, especially in your development, say... At stages, you you get dumber. <laughs> that affects your uh, brain development. Is that what so it is? I think that's what it is. I think that's what the, where the science yeah. is at. Um, we've got a lot of feminists that listen I've, to this I've podcast. Just Googled Amy, that. I've just Googled all... that, Chris. That's correct. <laughs> oh, it is correct. Yeah. yeah. So all our feminist <laughs> listeners will be, I'm sure, on the uh, sending me an email later. Um, Do you want to yeah. mention washing up or something, Chris? Just hammer <laughs> that point home. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, um, that, that is weird. Religion, it can be weird. It can offer a wonderful, wonderful benefits to human beings, and sometimes it, it, it's a bit wonky. Let's just... get on to the what? wonderful, wonderful benefits of Basildon. So, Basildon, oh. yeah. so my first, um, I've, see, I've got notes and everything that I'm going to have to read. <laughs> but um, So, Basildon was established after the war you know this Chris, because they needed to create new towns because loads of people (laughs) had been made homeless in london because of the bombing because of the second world war right so nobody likes homeless people so they no one (laughs) they wanted to ship them all out so landon pitsy and Vange were already established which i found quite interesting yeah i didn't know that pitsy is recorded in the doomsday book what in 1086 was the earliest recording of it wow that's interesting right that's fucking that is really yeah it's part of my interest but it wasn't called pitsy it's been named a few things including pikesy Mm -hmm. which i thought was quite funny Mm -hmm. pissy yeah piss eye and pike shay wow and then that's all being on a a pike, so is it through river endings or something like that? Is that where that sort of all comes See, from? See, I thought Pitsy came from it being a pit near the sea. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's not the case. Okay, yeah. It's There's Pitsy Mount. Do you know Pitsy Mount? It's like no. a... Okay, well, there's Pitsy Mount. It's, I think it's like a raised bit. Gotcha. And it, it basically comes from there. 
Mm. So yeah, a little bit of history there. Anyway, so oh, my know. my nan and granddad were from Bethnal Green, and they ended up moving to Pitsy. Yeah. So this is how like my family then. So my mum and dad then ended up moving to Pitsy as well. Yeah. So that's how I ended up there. Um, but my first exciting bit of Basildon is Pitsy Market. Love Pitsy Market. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bloody love um, it. Oh, yeah, I love Pitsy Market. It was first set up in 1924. Correct. And then moved to where it is now <laughs> in the 60s, which yeah. is next to the Flying Bottle Pub. Yeah. The railway. Yeah, yeah. Flying Bottle Pub. <laughs> which it was <laughs> lovingly called. And Pitsy Market, I just remember it as a kid, was just, it was the most amazing place to be in the world because mm. it literally had everything. It did have everything, yeah. For next to nothing. It was Otherwise, huge. Wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. like, and and yeah. living in Greys, it was like a big thing if we was going to Pitsy Market. Mm. You know, it was a day where people still gave a shit about markets. And like, yeah. I guess in the days, the times now where everything's available so cheap, and you know, online or whatever, yeah. it's seeing the demise of things like it. that. <clears throat> but oh my god, the excitement of going to Pitsy Market was ridiculous. Like, I went to Pitsy Market about six years ago with. Big mm. Papa Jay and Antonia. And is it still the same? It's smaller. Okay. But it was still big. And yeah. in any market, in any town, you've always got <clears throat> some kind of like elderly people that you think have gone to Pitsy Market every every week for about 60 years. Uh, <clears throat> and they're generally by the smelliest bit, which is generally the, is the bit that smells of like cheap milk and tea and bacon sandwiches and they're generally sitting on a bit of patio furniture outside this kind of like burger van eating a bacon sandwich <clears throat> they were still there yeah i witnessed one of the greatest arguments i'd seen between uh antonio and big papa jay because he didn't have any cash on him and he spotted a mitchell brothers t-shirt and it was uh and he was like oh i really want that uh and antonio started telling me one allowed it and he was like <laughs> please can I have some money uh and she was like if you buy that like you're not coming home with me 
uh, I obviously gave him the money because I wanted to see where the argument <laughs> yeah. was going to go and I wanted him to wear it. Uh, uh, and yeah, just then watched a massive argument of like, that sort of disappointment that you see on Molly's face when you walk in the room. That was the look <laughs> that he got. He was so pleased with it as well. He, and, and obviously he wore it to our live show and got that picture with Gal Porter in between. Fucking <laughs> genius, that. <laughs> which is fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that's my only Pitsy Market story, but it's always to make me laugh. I've just remembered why I wanted to do this podcast, and it was because I watched people just do nothing recently. Oh, amazing. First oh, time. Yeah. I've just, for some reason, I just never get to it. watched it. Mm. And they move to Pitsy, don't they? Yeah. Well, they get moved to Pitsy, and I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought, oh, yeah, I should do a top five on Basil. You'd be so surprised how often Basil and Pitsy end up in TV shows. It's in, Basil was in Killing Eve, uh, season two. Um, they're now in Margate for season three. White um, Gold. Just, yeah, White Gold, yeah. So, yeah, we get some shout-outs and stuff like that. Pitsy Market, um, I, I just had to double-check this bit of guesswork. Um I was going to say, uh, famously, Keith Flint worked on Pitsy Market. No, he didn't. He worked on a market in Israel. So I've literally pulled that out of my ass. But, Israel? Um, yeah, yeah. He went travelling. I just looked okay. at it online. And he, he, he worked on a store, as a store trader in Israel. Yeah, because he was um, from Chelmsford, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. That and, yeah, that or Braintree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's a load of bullshit. But I, I one of my favourite dates that I ever took a young lady on was to Pitsy Market. And we had an absolute fucking blast. And I went and bought some uh, little snap, you know, fun snaps. Bought some fun snaps, and we we were walking around just throwing fun snaps on the floor. <laughs> What's your number four, Ryan? <laughs> was, this, was this recently? No, not really. Not recently, Molly. Just in case she is. It was last week. <laughs> um. Okay. So number four is Brian Bello. Oh, incredible! Yeah. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> What a legend. See, I think Basildon is the centre of the universe in a weird yeah. way because yeah. no matter where you are in the world, people have heard of Basildon. Yeah. I went to, when I was younger, I went travelling around the west coast of America and I was on a cowboy ranch in the middle of nowhere, sitting around a campfire with a guy from Australia who said, oh, where are you girls from? We were like, oh, Essex. And he was like, oh, I've been to Basildon. What? Yeah, straight seriously. So he was Australian and we were in the middle of nowhere in California. And I met someone that had been to Basildon. So I was like, everyone always knows Basildon. Yeah, so Big Brother, it was the eighth series, Brian Bello won. And he was just the most amazing. I loved Brian. Yeah. I still don't know how much of his personality was put on and how much was. Have you met him? I've she got, has. She's I've got, got a great a story. Fucking great Brian Bellow story. Oh, come on. <laughs> it involved Big Papa Jay and Antonia as well. <laughs> uh, our office was in Basildon, um, over by Sainsbury's. And uh, where the little road is by Sainsbury's, there's a tiny little housing estate, um, like a, a sort of little new build houses. And I was walking over to Sainsbury's one lunchtime just to get a sandwich. Uh, and I bumped into Brian Bellow. And I thought, I'm going to say hello. And I was like, Hello, Brian. And he was like, all right. And, uh, and and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, how's your day been? And he was like, yeah, all right. He said, like, what do you do? I said, oh, I've got an, like, I work in like, an office here with like my pals and that. He was like, oh, let's have a look. I went, cool. So I've like literally <laughs> gone to get a sandwich and walk, 
walked back into my office with Brian Bello. <laughs> and like, everyone was just like, all right. And he was like, yeah. And, uh, and he was like, I said, oh, what have you been up to today? And he went, I've got my Nando's, is it a black card? Yeah. I've got my Nando's black card. Uh, and we were like, amazing. And he was like, do you all want to come for Nando's? And we were like, yeah, all right. And then he went, oh, hang on. Oh, hang And he, he then phoned his mum and he was like, oh, mum, mum, where's me Nando's card? I can't find it. All oh, right, brilliant. Yeah, I'll be back and get in it now. I'll just go and get me Nando's card. And yeah, he took us for Nando's. Aww. So cute. What a legend. <laughs> I just think he always come across so nice. Mm. But do you know he, inv- he invented the only way is Essex? Yeah, yeah, and they set ended up settling, didn't they? Yeah, because they ripped him off. They took the idea and then fucked off, and then he he settled. And uh, you know, good, good. You know, I'm just glad that he he got some money out of that and some justice because he's just a really good dude from what I, yeah. I you know from the vibes I always get. And uh, you know. Proud to have him as one of the Basildon gang for sure. But I don't think he's actually from Basildon. Is he not? Is he I a think fucking he was transplant? In, I think oh, he moved. Are. I think he was. He's from London. I think he was. Yeah. He'd he come here quite young. Yeah, but that, you, so like you said, him. like we can claim him because, like you said, we all, um, you know, that's where we. Like, my family come from East London originally. A lot, of, a, a lot of them. I had. Oh my god! I haven't even told you this, too. Um, so for Christmas, my mum's, um, my girlfriend's mum. Bought me a 23andMe DNA test. This is so weird would, saying this. Would you like to know the results of my DNA? Yes. yes. Okay, right. Let me just get it. Let me just whip it up. Um, oh, no. I don't want my relatives. Ancestry report. Here we go. I am <laughs> 99.5% Northwestern European. Would you believe it? So I'm 80, 81% British and Irish. And the regions being predominantly London and Glasgow, um, a lot of the uh, Midlands and uh, Northern Ireland. I am 13.8% French and German, 1.4% Scandinavian, probably where the beard came from, as a Viking gave one of my nans a fucking good time. And then um, 3% broadly Northwestern European. But the jokes are, um, I would have... My ancestry goes back. I'm 0.3% North African and 0.2% oh, wow. Ghanaian and oh, wow. Liberian or, 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 or Sierra Leonean. So there's little little traces of me all the way over to uh, to Africa as well, which I think is wow. really That's where cool. we all come from, though, isn't it? Well, exactly, yeah. So. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Sure, he looks like he just put some sewer goggles on accidentally. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? You're going to go and play airsoft in a minute, are you? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, got, I got my dog's DNA back this week. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you, was that intentional? Yeah. Well, he, he's Polish, so we, we we had no idea, and obviously he's just well, a yeah, hybrid, yeah, so yeah. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've both met my dog. Uh, he's not thirteen percent Chihuahua. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Like, no yeah, he's so. beautiful though. Your dog, like I, I, you know, he's so beautiful. I do often get his gender mixed up, don't I? Sometimes mm. I, I have often called him a Everything. her. Mm. Because he's just so beautiful. He's such a pretty dog. And, and maybe mm. that's the chihuahua, chihuahua shining through, you know. They're quite, mm. 
you know, quite feminine, aren't they? Did you ask to get this done or were you just sent it? Because <laughs> we did you adopt him or something? It's 13, Aim. It's not like, <laughs> like, <clears throat> like, I don't know, like, the dogs trust just go right, yeah. Let's, uh, let, oh, they don't know. Let's let's send him it. Like, no, we paid for it. <clears throat> you paid for it. Yes, because everyone's like, oh, what, what's your dog? And I'm like, I don't know. And like, I've no idea what he is. So we now know that there's a lot of German Shepherd in him, uh, mm. and lots of kind of European dogs, which we was googling. Um, I'll tell you what. I then fell down <laughs> a rabbit hole of. Uh, was looking at badly stuffed dogs. <laughs> 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 that that's a good way to kill an hour because they stick the little kind of eyes on that you, yeah. you have on like cuddly toys yeah. when they're on the wonk. Oh, the comedy no. gold. Someone <laughs> someone has stuffed their dog and made it into a table. That was amazing. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Bad taxidermy. That's a good way to kill an hour. Trust yeah, yeah. me. Right. If we Would do Chris, that. What's would that? I do what? Would you do that? Would you when stuff a dog? He passes, my pet. Would you consider stuffing hmm. him? Nah. Nah. He's had enough stuffings in his time <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Ari, I've got to go swimming. What? Um, All right. What? So number three. <laughs> in 2010, hmm. Basildon Council was given £400,000 to improve the area. Oh, no. They spent £90,000 of it on the Basildon Hollywood sign. Unbelievable. Which is basically, for those of you that don't know, you know, like the Hollywood sign's got the Hollywood sign. Basildon has got one. Basildon's got one as well. £90,000. Well, the Hollywood Hills sign is fucking massive. And the Basildon yeah. one, when, when I heard they spent 90 grand on it and I saw the initial picture and I had no idea of size and scale, I thought, oh, wow, well, you know, that's probably quite big. And when you actually see it, it's not that big, is it? No, it's not that big. Have you have you stood next to it? No. Uh, I've driven past it, obviously. It's, it's bigger times. than you think. Is it? <laughs> but right. compared to you, how, like, when you stand next to it, where yeah. did it come up to you? Is it bigger than you? Yeah, it's bigger than me, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's uh, it's mm. it's mental though, isn't it? Mm. Like yeah. whenever you drive down the one two seven and you see that, you just think a bit of me laughs, but I also just now and that costs ninety grand, and you could spend ninety grand a lot better in Basildon. It's fucking appalling, mate. The roads, the potholes in and around like where my flat is, and uh, not far from that, you know, from your 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 your, your youth spent in summer coats. The potholes are like. They just destroy your, your your tire arches if you go in one. Um, it does make you sad. It does make you sad that he did that. I mean, there's a comedy element, but we, we we've got places like we called it Baz Vegas. That I, I don't, this is a fact. I invented the term Baz Vegas in my did head. You? Yeah, in my head, I definitely came up with it because no one said Aww. it before I said it, and then it was all around Basildon, Amy. So um, Are you you're done. actually being serious. Oh, I believe I believe I invented Baz Vegas. I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain I invented it. Um, and I just want that on my gravestone. It's fair Inve- enough. Coined the term Baz Vegas. And um, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just a bit like, don't make us a bit, don't make us a laughing stock. You know, it's just, just so ironic. That, Basildon yeah. is such an impoverished area. Mm. Why the fuck does it need a sign that costs 90 grand? How did you spend your youth, Chris? Did you spend your youth 
getting up to no good because yeah, there wasn't pretty anything much. else to do. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm not going to say I didn't have fun getting up to no good. I was lucky that yeah. I had the woods behind me, but I got into mixed up into things that I shouldn't have done as well. Yeah. And um, and that's because yeah, there wasn't. So there was fuck all for kids to do. Yeah. It's like four hundred grand spent on youth services would have been absolutely amazing in Basildon. Oh, oh, absolutely, Amy. Absolutely, giving kids things opportunities where they can go and do something fucking hell chris i am not entertaining you've just <laughs> talked about woods and now you're talking about entertaining kids <laughs> just 90 grand you could get i reckon at least 90 pedophiles and send them out into those woods and um yeah i think that you can so i don't know if we should edit that out or not um you know we could have set up an airsoft park and, you know, we could all get all glasses like Stu's wearing there, just run around <laughs> shooting each other with air pellets. I can't, I, can find bring... my, I can't find my brand glasses. I, I, if you watch this on video and you just saw Stu put those glasses on, it took everything in me to not have a five-minute I never wear glasses. them. I, nev- I never wear them, but I can't find my brown ones. And because, obviously, I didn't get Why have you got real... them? Because he has, he has at... bought them. He acts like, he acts like <laughs> someone's holding a gun to, airsoft gun to his head. <laughs> Making him wear them. He went out and made a choice that that's I did, I did. Uh, But I never wear them. But uh, obviously I was working last night. So I get tired and when I look at screens, my eyes get really sore. So that's when I put my glasses on to do the podcast. Mm, Getcha. Is is that what, do you wear them when you go DJ to look like Orbital? Is that the whole thing? (laughs) Two little lights on here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh dear, only for Airsoft. Um, 90 grand for that sign, yeah, it's a shocker. It, I don't. It is a waste of money. I don't know. Is there any? Does it do anything other than be a talking point? They they said it. It'll bring trade and business. It won't. It bring. It brought. It brought laughter. And it's a back. Yeah. It's, it's the. It's the. It's the. It's the most obvious example of a backhander that you'll ever see. Yeah. It's tacky yeah, yeah. as fuck, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, like once we completed Basildon. And it was excellent. Then, you know, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. We've done everything. Let's put a sign there. Just show off. We'll flex. Not, oh, it's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a mix of problematic things. And there's loads of great people in Basel. There's loads of great things about it. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brian Bello. And, uh, but putting a sign up. Seems, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I imagine. I don't think he's on social media. I have looked. Uh, I really hope that he got paid out big time. I f- yeah. I think he, made he, must, I think I he got he a million got at least. Out. Guesswork. That's such guesswork, Chris. Yeah, no. He's he's how getting, much money did that make? He would have got more than that, wouldn't well, he? Well, they famously paid all the cast, like, fuck all. I think they were on, like, 200 quid a week or something stupid like that. Really? Like, oh, absolutely pulled their pants down. Like, um, hence why they've all got shops and that as secondary incomes. Like um, and sponsorships and things like that. Apparently, the the actual rate that, that the cast got paid was like laughable. Like that actually, my mate Nicole was in an episode when they were getting really? extras. I don't even know if they have got paid. You know, and she mm. said it was awful. Like the whole day was just awful. She's just in the background laughing at some event. Oh god! I've yeah. never watched an episode. And I, 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 does it still exist? Yeah, it's still. Going. I don't know. Don't really. It's still going. Only way is this it's because we I watched it like, when it first came out. Yeah, me and Molly. What I watched the first season bizarrely, 
Um, I don't know why I watch it. And I, I, there was aspects of it that, you know, like any trash TV, you get sucked into, don't you? Watching, observing people. But yeah, I don't know. I just get put off by the fact that all these these shows, they're kind of just, they kind of, but it's always like a cross-section of people who've got like, it's not like normal people grafting a lot of time. It's like people, I've got a lot of money. And then like like Made in Chelsea. Like again, I've been addicted to that at one point in my life. But all they're talking about is relationships. Oh, did so-and-so say that about you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, I fancy him. I hope I get with him. And I just think, oh, fucking hell, that. Just over and over and over again. For me, so, it just, it was everything I hated about Essex. And mm-hmm. I was so desperate to get out of it. The mm-hmm. only way is Essex. Just all the kinds of people, the attitudes. It was just horrible. Mm. Should make it clear that you two think you're too good for fucking bad and are both pissed off as well. We <laughs> yeah, should exactly. clear that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm having for two Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have a good. I didn't really have a good time there though, and I just felt like I wanted to get out. I think it's nothing. Mm. I mean, it's a great place if that's what you like. Mm. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to really. I don't want to sound like a prick slagging yeah. it off. Yeah. But it's like they've complete. They're getting rid of the whole town centre now, oh, aren't it's, they? It's, it's like, mad. It's again like this example of backhanders, Amy. Like we've already got a great cinema. It's got one of the greatest cinemas. I, I love, I love uh, the the cinema over at the Leisure Park. Yeah. Building another cinema in the town centre just feels like again someone's got a backhander off that because if you've now got two cinemas, they're both going to be fighting over the same market, and then they're but there both struggling. There used struggle. to be a cinema, didn't there? Was yeah, it Robbins. Robbins. It was excellent. Yeah, I used that to go there, good. take drugs, and, and watch crazy shows. But that was prior to <laughs> their being building a cinema. Now then. Um, sort of like slap bang in the middle. Guesswork um, again. Guesswork again. 100%. It's just, it's all, they're building I love the fact that you're talking to him like he's got the planning permission <laughs> and the and the and the drawings. It's like uh, let's just go to our resident fucking architect from Basil and Christopher Glasson. Exactly where we are. Listen, uh, when I drew up the plans, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do not ask him. He doesn't know. <laughs> fucking hell, I'm five years of guesswork, and you, and you knew him before that as well. But he talks Brilliant. like he knows what he's talking about. That's doesn't what he? he does. He reels you in. <laughs> the fucking charlatan. But I respect that. I tell everyone I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. Yeah, you, you lure him in with uh, that and then you're not. You see, <laughs> I'd do the other way around. I'll lure so him in. What I was with... going to say is they're basically getting rid of all the shops and building houses, but then there isn't any. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's mad. I just don't understand. But then what, I guess they're, it's they're just backhanded, like... isn't it? Flattening all of the the high street, this is the town centre. I'll send you. I met up with a couple of guys I went to infant school with last year. Yeah, and they were they've they've still got family there. They don't live there anymore, and they were shut. They sent me the plans or like the idea of what they want it to be. I'll send it to you. But yeah, essentially, it's just going to be a whole. You know where the town centre is? That's just going to be a like flat flat. But but you can't get away with that with a a, a council without having to then put something back in to to replace that. As a it's it's a town, a town has to have Mm. you know uh, amenities and uh, and certain things. You see that so many times when councils do something like that, that there then has to be a like, well, you need to put that back in for this, that back in. Surely they can't. I don't know what they. I don't know if they do though, because I know where I live in South Woodford, the amount of buildings that are going up. You can't get into a doctor's, and the school mm. places are completely oversubscribed. But they're not building any more doctors or schools, it's, yeah, it's but they're building nice. flats. So I don't know if they. I don't know how that works. I think actually. it works if people want to earn some money out of the money. It's, I don't think it's changing. 
I think yeah. I just find the, the, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's deep, Stu. Fuck me. What um, Did you just come up with that? <laughs> it's, I've got, it's a tattoo I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, should we stop talking about the fucking Tories? Yeah, yeah can't. Um, <laughs> number two. <laughs> nice, nice convent education there. <clears throat> <laughs> That's the most better than you've been this morning, eh? <laughs> I'll try and hide it. <clears throat> number two is Alison Moye. Oh, incredible. Hey. Who, it says on her Wikipedia that she was... From Billericay, but she wouldn't have been born in Billericay, would she? She would have had to have been being born at Basildon Hospital, yeah. I reckon. She's born in France. <clears throat> oh, was she? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's French, and Moye would suggest that. Yeah, no, uh, I think she's half French, but I think she was from. Let's just say she was born in Basildon. Why am I getting called out for guesswork when you two are just shooting in the absolute dark? Right I, I I I listened to. Um, uh, Alison Moye on Desert Island Disc, and it was really interesting because I didn't realise how important France was in her upbringing because she spent right. lots and lots of time there. <clears throat> but, yeah, let's talk about Alison Moyet. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Go on, then. <laughs> is that it? That's that 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 not, that not how this episode works, Amish. You brought, her, you brought her up. She has sold over 23 million albums worldwide. Mm. That's fucking incredible. What, really? I know, yeah. And she went to St Nicholas School. That's Do you mad. know St Nicholas School? Nick's, yeah. That's yeah, London, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that was, well, my experience of it when I was at school, it was a very rough school. It might have been better when she was there. I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, it wasn't. No, yeah. That's all I knew of it. I just that, uh, that is all I've got, though. No, well, off the top of my head, um, it's, Alison's not her first name. It's Genevieve. Alison yes. Jane Mo- Moye, uh, born 18th for June, off the top of my head, born 18th for June 1961. Um, she is an English singer, songwriter and performer, noted for a powerful bluesy control toe voice. So <laughs> she came to prominence off the top of my head as a half of the duo Yazoo, also known as Jazz, but has since mainly worked as a solo artist. Her worldwide album sales have reached a certified 23 million off the top of my head with over 2 million singles sold. All night, I forgot about this fact. All nine of us studio albums and three compilation albums have charted in the top 30 UK album chart, with two of the albums reaching number Hi. one. Yeah, read more at Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> just off the top of my head. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> there was such a, a, a change, though, because... 
obviously she was in your zoo with Vince Clark. Yes. So, you know, I don't know if your number one's another band. Um, but um, obviously Vince Clark, from being in Depeche, from being in Depeche Mode to then leaving Depeche Mode and starting your zoo. Yeah. With, 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 with Alison Why Ray. did he leave Depeche Mode? Do you because, know? Yeah, he was... Um, uh, he, he was like a, a songwriter and he kind of had very strong ideas of how he wanted it to sound. And then you also had um, Martin Gore, who was predominantly banned to be one of the key songwriters in, in Depeche Mode as well. And I think uh, it was more to have more sort of creative control is, is what I'm, I'm led to believe. And yeah, he then set up, um, before he done Yazoo, he set up, a, he was going to do it with a variety of different singers uh, and he just put the music and he released one under the name of, uh, he done one with a singer called Paul Quinn, but then he released a track under the name The Assembly uh, and a really good song called Never Never and Fergal Sharkey sung that. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, Alison Moyer. And when you put down the vocals to Only You, which is one of the most beautiful records ever, like I ever that. recorded. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> it wasn't my idea. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. I did it with someone. They made like a dance track. Have you got it's it? It's a wicked song, though. I will probably will have a copy somewhere, yeah. Send it over. We'll get Chris to on the end of this episode. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. See, I'll listen to it first. It's about 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, no, dude, that'd be great. Yeah, I used, used to love listening to your stuff, Amy. Thanks. I heard your singing voice before I met you because when I, I think first, I did actually. Mark Watts was like, "Yeah, yeah, you, you got to listen to this girl," like, and and he, yeah, he used to play me all, all your stuff, and I was like, oh, "That's all right." And like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then obviously Yazoo become like, uh, you know, big hits like "Don't Go," "Nobody's Diary," "Situation." Uh, and then from that, she disappeared from being like, and I guess looked quite at that strong sort of like a really strong image as well, and uh, and a really sort of positive image for, for for young women as well on top of the pop at, at the peak of like you know eighties nonsense, you know, yeah. to go look, this is who I am, and check out my fucking voice as well, like. Just a really strong. Everyone always cites Annie Lennox as this like big fucking moment in in for me. Alison Moyet way more, and and then she just disappears and then comes back with um, I think the album's called All Cried Out. Uh, no, it's called Alf. Mm. Sorry, it was called Alf, uh, and that had All Cried Out, Love Resurrection, and like just fucking huge songs, and like and that's probably the album that shifted the most that was such a massive record and it was just then all of a sudden she moved away from synthesizers and the the new romantic thing and become this like incredible soul singer and just had these amazing songs i don't know how much involvement she had in writing them and then i think she had a <clears throat> did she have a number one with a cover of the old devil called love again i think that might have been a number one uh yeah just an absolute dude and there's a there's a video you can see on youtube um, I'm not a nerd about music, I promise. But I was going like... to say, I think this is why you set up your other music podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some frat pack I've got to build. <laughs> but if you get a chance, she sung at a, a Burberry fashion show um, with a massive orchestra. I think it's Burberry. Right. Uh, uh, with a massive orchestra. 
and she does, she sang Only You with just an orchestra, and it's fucking Goosebump City. So go and find that on YouTube. There you go. Oh, I will. I'll check it out. A bit of Alice and Moye for you there. And I quite like this, this, the, the word yes. Goosebump City as well, which do. <laughs> that was <laughs> the third album. <laughs> I'm going to go and bite into a McChicken sandwich later and just go, oh, Goosebump City. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, we're at the so, top spot. Yeah, number one, it's me. Hey, <laughs> support yourself. Really. Back yourself, Amy. I like that. It's Depeche Mode, isn't it? Because mm. they've really, they have got to be the most famous thing to come out of Basildon. Yeah. Haven't absolutely. they? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. My sisters used to work in the Towngate Theatre Bar and oh, served wow. them once. No. But I was because I was obviously looking because I was I think they came out the year I was born. So I obviously I don't remember them that well. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking that we moved to Basildon when I was six. That would have been 1984. So they must have been quite established yeah, when they yeah. were in the Towngate Theatre Bar. They've been going about four years by then. Yeah. So um, I didn't like Depeche Mode when I was younger because it wasn't my cup of tea but yep. now I can appreciate them a lot more I'm exactly but the didn't you didn't they play at the pink toothbrush show but yeah they were all, all their early gigs were, were, were at the brush mm. uh, that was their uh, I've got a desk recording from 1980 uh, uh at the brush of, of Depeche Mode that's incredible uh they're, 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 them. uh no no uh um, why not uh, I've I got so close about Four months ago, Dave Garn released an album um, with a side project called Soul Savers, and it looked like I was going to meet Dave Garn uh, and and record, and it didn't happen. So I was, I was they're, they're literally probably my favourite band. So yeah. I was like a bit gutted, but yeah. Oh, what tattoos have you got of their lyrics? Uh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Oh, haven't you? So no. they're not your favourite band, then, are they? And they found out about this. I can't. I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to get it. personal refugees. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do that. That would be great. I'm the same, Amy. I, I weren't like. I was like, what is this? Like, it just wasn't what I was about when I was young. Yeah. And as I got older, I was like, oh, God, they, they are really talented. And to think they came from Basildon and they were selling out stadiums pre-COVID five years ago that, that even yeah. were bigger than what Ed Sheeran was selling out. Get your head around that. Like yeah. in America, they were selling out stadiums that Taylor Swift wasn't touching. That's fucking, that's quite mad, right? How are they doing that? Do they live in America now? Yeah, Fletch doesn't. Dave Garn does. Uh, I don't. I think it's only Dave Garn lives in, in America. But uh, I'm sure they probably can afford houses wherever they want them. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, the, the, the cult following is ridiculous. Like I, I've probably seen them six times, uh, and every time I've seen them, it's like either been like Wembley Arena, Ells Court, or Crystal Palace Sports Grand. Like um, they, you know, you, you, they don't they don't a really cool thing um, it, around the time of. Probably would have been about 86, maybe. They played um the Pasadena Bowl in America, and that's fucking big, like insanely like. Um, and they made a documentary about it and released it called 101. Uh, and they get four fans and they follow them four fans' journeys to watch Depeche Mode. And then however many years later, 
about three years ago, they'd done it again for a massive gig and they followed the four like four other fans and like and then you find out about all these fans' lives and their kids and stuff like that and you follow it. It's really fucking fascinating. And there was like my mate found me up he was like, oh there's a screening at the Barbican like um of, of the new Depeche Mo film. Like should we go there and watch it? I was like, no we'll go and watch it in fucking Basildon. And like <laughs> and so we went to the the the, the cinema in Basildon and it was fucking amazing. Everyone was there in the Depeche Mode t-shirts and Aww. like, and you got to see Basildon's finest in Basildon. It was fucking nice. amazing. Great number Aww. one. Great number Thanks. one. Thanks. Well, it's, I mean, they are kind of the most famous thing to come out of Basildon, aren't they? Really? So far. What's that song But me called? and you, our stories haven't been written yet, Amy. We might be, you know, we true. might start a, a duo. That is very true. What was it? How old was... um? actor out of Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson. He didn't start doing anything till he was in his 40s, did he? No, exactly. And look at he's done all that, hasn't he? I mean, yep. he's in every movie ever. I mean, he yep. will not he does not say no, does he? Sam, he will take any any role going. Mm. Um and I love him. There's not a film I don't like him in. So yeah. Uh, just while we're talking music, like just uh, should we dedicate today's episode to Taylor Hawkins? Oh yeah, uh, yes. yeah. That's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy. That's mad. I can't yeah, just yeah. Can't believe it. Yeah, I'm gutted. What a fucking dude, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Fifty. Yeah. Scary man. Like, it's really scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They from... haven't said yet, have they? No. What, 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 what the causes were? No, no. Because Lola no. was asking, and I was like, it's either got to be some freak health condition. Mm, yeah. Or misadventure. Or yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I just can't believe it. No, shocking. I bet they're absolute. They're, they're on tour at the I've moment, aren't they? I've seen them the most, Foo Fighters, because they were my favourite. But only really the first two albums I loved. Yeah, same. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, then after that. But I think I have seen them more than any other band. But I never well, met any of them. Little known fact, he used to be the drummer for Alison Moye as well. I mean, Alanis Morissette. Very similar names, though. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good point. <laughs> Fatted. <laughs> oh, dear. Basildon. Uh, I mean, you didn't mention some of the things. I'll do some honourable shout-outs, if that's all right. I don't know if you've got some, Chris. Uh, I'm going to shout-out the Randacre, uh, uh, which is a, a youth centre. Where did center. you used to do your night? Did you used to do a night in there? Because yeah. I think I came to that once. Really? Yeah. I, I definitely came went to an it. indie night, mm. but I would have been in college, so I would have been about 17, so yeah. about 10 years ago. Yeah, I do. I definitely think I'll come to one. Mm. Uh, shout out to Raquel's. Like, yes. Uh, like I guess probably a, a very famous club in Basildon for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you like, used to DJ there? Mm. Yeah. Uh, what is that now? Well, just, interestingly, it's, it's a, it turned into Europa, Club Europa, one of the first clubs I ever went to, and now it's still there. It's just empty. We didn't know this, but my mate who uh, does fire alarms was like, yeah, I was in there. It's the same. It's just no one's been in there for 20 there's years. There's photos of it online. You can see really? it in there. It's Yeah, it's quite quite mad. Like They just never did anything with it. No. I was DJing there at the height of all of the Essex Boys stuff. But I was so young, I had no idea yeah, about any of it. Going like, yeah. I was completely naive to it all. And it was only when it all went wrong 
that like I was like, oh my god, that's that guy. I've seen him in here, and it was like, oh wow, and it was like, and then obviously, fast forward however many years, all the films and that, you just think, bloody hell, like I was so like ticking yeah. around in bands, completely yeah. blase and caught up in my own ego that I didn't realise that there was this whole fucking madness, like storm of madness going on. But yeah, Raquel, shout that out. Yeah, and also the the uh, the 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 woman with the titties in the. Uh, uh, with uh, the the water feature, yeah, oh, of course. That, yeah, that was going to say Basil and Fountain, yeah. and then you've got the uh, Penny Fountain up in Eastgate as well. Big shout out to that. Yeah, that was like the future when that yeah. dropped, oh, and wasn't all it? The yeah. Things yeah. was it the Owl and the Pussycat? Yeah, the yeah. Owl and Pussycat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it, it was Saver Centre, wasn't it? What is it yeah. now? Yeah, it was um, Sainsbury's now. I think Sainsbury's. Is it in the Eastgate or Asda? It's Asda, I think now. One of them. Tesco's. I mean, it's just all changed so much. Yeah. Everything's just changed so much from when I was knocking around there when, well, 30 years ago. Yeah. It's just all completely different. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely changed. As a Grays boy, like going to Eastgate or Basildon, oh, that was a proper day out. That was so exciting. It probably had gone by the time you were knocking about but there was a toy shop called Zodiacs by the uh, by the bus station. And like, oh, my God, I'm going over at Basildon again. Zodiacs, it was like a proper big toy shop before Toys yeah, R Us. Yeah, I remember And Zodiacs. then that was a game changer. Yeah, Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, I remember Zodiacs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, have a shout-out for me. Um, I think we've covered it all, really. Uh, uh, Cat Strip Club that used to be Time Discotheque. Time! <laughs> Wonderful times. Yeah, time was incredible club um kind of did you ever go up the snooker hall yeah eight cue ball the, the big escalator in the town center roof garden oh yeah roofies yes, yeah roof, roof, gar- garden. roof gardens and the basil and snooker hall and the hollywood uh yeah. basil and bowl i love basil and bowl the quasar there was a great shout out yeah they're all my memories yeah do you know what like i don't know if it was the same for you because you were in basildon hmm. But like Toys R Us, that was a big deal when that opened. Like I yeah. remember thinking that was like, and there was a McDonald's in Basildon. Like that was like the, that was my nearest McDonald's. Yeah. And it's like that's like a tubby little fuck in my fight when I was like thirteen. I'd get the bus there just to get a burger. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a birthday party there. I think. When when did Lakeside open though? I think that was about eleven when Lakeside opened. Yeah, I was, I was about thirteen, and it was just uh, going about twenty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eighty nine. Did it really? Yeah. All right, cool. I wasn't allowed there until I was about eleven or twelve. No, though. ninety, ninety. So it was no. Uh... Get your fucking facts straight. <laughs> I, I I got a job. Like I worked in Smiths, W H Smiths, when it opened. And, oh, did like, you? Yeah, I stole from there. Yeah, well, I, I stole from there. I, I stole just, a bookmark and I felt so bad about it. And then the I started stealing loads. <laughs> the first person to ever get arrested in Lakeside. Are you being oh, serious? Really? Mm, Are you yeah, being I, serious? Yeah, oh, that's got, bullshit. How did you know you was the first person? Because we had was been you running, Was you checking the... Was you on their bloody radio? It had been open about a week and a half. Uh, and, yeah, I got cuffed and frog marched through this, through this like... <laughs> Uh, really? the shopping centre yeah what did you nick uh well i was managing something uh like and i <laughs> i let 
a lot of people do a lot of things. I ain't going to say too much, but um, but yeah, I got collared, and the people that owned the shop tried to get me to grasp people up, and I wouldn't. Uh, and unbeknown to me, the person had already grasped me up. Uh, and yeah, and that was it. Before I knew it, I got I was up in court for all sorts of things. Oh, like, really? it was, uh, yeah, it was really I fucking bad. You were a good boy, like, Stu. I was. I, that was the thing. I think I said You're not that a good boy if well. you did that. I think I was like, yeah, fucking hell, Chris, the shit Scumbag. you've done that you've got away with. <laughs> and like, I'm just not lucky. Like, I've never walked around a nightclub with a full erection poking through my fucking flies. <laughs> That's the sort of thing that you need to go to court for, Chris. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my god! So before we wrap this up, Amy, what's that, what's the crack with Mama Mama? What's what, what's going on? You uh, you brought a tear to Scroobius Pip's eye with your your special with Bozzers the other day. Yes, I did. What, what else is happening? Who else you got? Who else you got coming on anytime soon? You. <laughs> you. <laughs> Who have I got coming? Any on? good guests? You. I've got. I'm talking to a woman that's written a book about mums doing well in business which I thought mm. would be quite good like being financially successful after you have children which mm-hmm. is quite difficult if you're looking after them on your own I'm not sure if she's a single mum actually um what else I've been sending a lot of messages out to get people on mm-hmm. it's hard because it's like it's not my full-time job obviously yeah of course it's just something else that I do Tricky. so dedicating the time that you need to do that to get people to come on is a bit Tricky. yeah yeah but who else have I got on? I should have prepared all this, shouldn't I? Really? We'll just edit I some have, names. Yeah, we can just yeah, <laughs> you can just make them. Depeche Mode. <laughs> I've got Depeche Mode. Yeah, I'm talking to. I should hit her up actually, shouldn't I? Yeah. I, sh- I want to. I'd like to get Brian Bello on. Oh, that'd be incredible. Oh, that would be so good. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? But mm-hmm. I've got no idea where How he to. is. Yeah. Stay I'd hang around Nando's. Him. You'll yeah. find <laughs> Eventually, you'll I bring never it really in. rated Nando's. I don't. Oh, I don't. Right. That's unbelievable. He gets all aggy. Old oh, vegan angry. Chris gets really angry about this. <laughs> Are you still doing that? Nah. <laughs> I, like, I, I can't be bothered at the moment. I've got other things on. I might go back to it or oh. I'll, I'll switch out. We, we still eat yes. mostly vegan at home. Mostly still eat vegan at home. But. He ordered a meat feast pizza Saturday and then was going to pip. What 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 other sides are there? Like chicken sides. And then you bought a load of popcorn chicken as well, didn't you? No, and then he forgot to add them to the order, didn't he? <laughs> so no. Disappointing, that lad. Just a one long disappointment. Street piss. Oh. Amy, if people want to check out Mama Mama, all the usual places, right? Yes, all the usual places. And if you have any, if anyone's got any guest suggestions. Yeah. Then you know, not that I'm desperate or anything. Throw them your way. <laughs> Fuck me. I can't believe I went on. This sounds like literally I was like the last oh, person. No, you weren't show. because I did. I wanted to talk to you with Mark, didn't I? And then that never happened. But I'm going to collar him. I'm supposed to be talking to Rooty, mm-hmm. the oh, nice. singer. But I'm still waiting for that to happen. I'm going to do one with B mm-hmm. about Amazing. sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've got a few. I've got. um. A woman who's coming on who has is a recovering in recovery, but she has a child, but she's left her relationship and is now in a relationship with a woman and has been navigating mm. that. But yeah. we've had to delay it because 
not not everyone knows that she's now gotcha. in a relationship with a woman and her daughter's a teenager right, right, and she right, doesn't right. know if she wants everyone or it's just been she needs to tell people first yes, so it's been quite interesting yeah, yeah. yeah that wow. yeah uh, i'm if like um any of our listeners are yet to check out your podcast and yes. you uh people go over there uh to check it out is there an episode that you would say, by all means, say like, you know, go to the very beginning, or is there a, a, an episode where you think, do you know what, this episode really sort of now encapsulates what, Mama what Mama. I wanted to do with Mama Mama and like, yeah, you know, give this one a go because this gives you a really good cross section of what you're trying to kind of do with a pod. Well, the first, the reason why I set it up was because I'm a single parent and I kind of wanted to do something positive in the world about uh-huh. being a single parent. And the first season I did it with a friend of mine and it was definitely a lot more about parenting then yeah. and single parenting. But then I started doing it on my own and see, now it's kind of just developed into more me just having conversations with people mm. that I like really, apart from Stu, mm. um, about anything. So really the more the single parent in parenting stuff's probably earlier on um and then i've just been talking to really nice people about all sorts of things i think there's something for everyone <laughs> but Variety. yeah a really good one the one that i mean the chat with kirsty obviously was really good but i did one with a good friend of mine a, who's a recovering or she's in recovery mm-hmm. and that touched a lot of people because i think a lot of people can uh what's the word relate relate yes that's the word um but i've had good chats with comedians artists all sorts so whatever you fancy really you can kind of dip in and out wherever you haven't got to kind of listen what's the insta mama mother mama mum and mother mama mama pod Wonderful. And we'll we'll, we'll add some links onto this as well so people can go and check it out if they haven't already. Thanks very much. Wonderful stuff. Right, I've got to go airsoft. um, (laughs) And uh, it's always an absolute pleasure catching up. Thanks so much, mate. Most deaf. Absolutely. It's lovely to see you both. Yeah, you too. Hopefully we can do it IRL at some point soon. Good point. Why? It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.